Hello and welcome to Queens of the Drone Age, a catch up with your friends in tech. My name is Ray Johnston and joining me is my fellow queen, Tegan Jones. Hello, hello. How you doing, Ray? I am doing quite well, Tegan, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, telling you all about this weird and wonderful gadget I've been playing with this week. Okay, look, I know that listeners may not believe this, but a lot of the time we do go into these chats legitimately having no idea what the other person is going to talk about. So I am excited. I'm scared. I can't wait to find out what you have in store for me. Yeah. Prepare your shock and awe. It's a keyboard that clips onto your iPad. Okay. Admittedly, look, I've had not any coffee today. So for just a moment, I thought you meant a musical instrument keyboard. I'm like, what? has happened. Uh, Actually, that might be a bit more fun than this one, to be honest. (laughs) Well, like a keytar or something. All right. So this is a keyboard for your iPad. It's a keyboard for your iPad. It's the Bridge 12.9 Pro. So it is specifically a keyboard for the 12.9-inch iPad Pro. Now, Tegan, you know this. Some of the listeners will know this. I am a fan of the little boy you are. when it comes to the iPads. I love my mini. It is portable. It fits in my hand. I use it for all my events. If you troll through my Instagram, you will see it on my lap for most of my interviews. <laughs> it's just me chatting to Julia Gillard with my <laughs> iPad mini on my lap. Casual <laughs> things. Um, yes, I think very much since they brought the mini back, but especially that it's not the actual second generation one, but the second since they started bringing it back. We've been big fans here at Queen's. We've talked about it a few times. I would say you are the biggest advocate for it, <laughs> whereas I think I've talked a few times about how I was a bit of a convert to the 12.9-inch with the actual Apple keyboard that came with it. I was impressed despite my wishes not to be. (laughs) So I'm excited to hear about a non-proprietary one. Yeah. So I received this as part of a a package that I got when I joined the board of the Telstra Foundation. Just drop me. Okay. I'm sorry. Can we just talk about what's happened in the last minute? Oh, casual board member of the Telstra Foundation. I'm best mates with Julia Gillard. Just normal things. Stop it. Stop it. No, you know, we are an ethical podcast here. It is important to have disclosures. So this is me also disclosing that I am now... Julia Gillard is my best friend. Technically a Affiliated with Telstra as a board member of the Telstra Foundation, which is their not-for-profit charitable arm of the business. And they get a certain amount of funding per year that they distribute to organizations that are doing fantastic work that is tech-related in areas of digital divide bridging, in mental health, and a lot of projects working with Indigenous youth as well, which I'm very passionate about. Most of that kind of sounds like our podcast, and yet I've seen no money. So I think we can say (laughs) that this is a very ethical disclosure. We are not being paid for this whatsoever as a podcast. But if Telstra board you wants to throw some money (laughs) It is a voluntary role as well, so I'm not being paid for this position. That's cool though. Yeah, but what it does, you know, it it allows me to be able to see the incredible little organisations out there that are doing a lot of Mm. grassroots, you know, actual real work with people to make a big difference 
in some of the big issues that we have in tech in this country. Digital divide, which you've talked about a lot. Well, we all have, but especially you in, on the pod. Exactly. And and look, the perk that I receive for being on this board. <laughs> a non-proprietary keyboard for your iPad. <laughs> is this huge iPad that comes with the Bridge 12.9 Pro keyboard. So that is what I am reviewing for you today. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so one of the things that I love about it is that it's not just the keyboard that sticks to the bottom. It does come with a cover for the back. Okay, great. So your whole keyboard is protected and it ends up feeling like a quite chunky laptop situation. That looks like a laptop. It looks like a little laptop now. I thought that was your laptop, seriously. Not my laptop. Okay. It is the iPad. It's pretty good. So... One of the negatives about this particular model of the keyboard is it doesn't come with a trackpad. Oh. Yeah. So you still have to like plug in a mouse and I find that quite uncomfortable. This is how we know it's a voluntary board position because they wouldn't <laughs> spring for the, for, the, for the trackpad. I love that. But it is wireless. Okay. So does a wireless mouse work? A wireless mouse does work. You can connect a Bluetooth mouse to it. That's totally fine. Oh, I'd argue that's better, I think, than like when I do my little raptor arms if I'm trying to use like a trackpad <laughs> on an iPad. It's not entirely comfortable. It does connect magnetically and you can charge it up with a USB-C. The charging on it lasts about three weeks before you need oh. to do any, like, and that's using it for a couple of hours a day as well. So it's got pretty decent battery life in there. Now, it is described when you go to the website and you read it as lightweight aluminium. Tegan, let me tell you. That looks chunky. It looks chunky. <laughs> it weighs 690 grams. Oh! It's, like, it's nearly a kilo. Yep. <laughs> Lightweight. I know that that's not technically nearly a kilo. It's just over a kilo. But yep. when you combine that with the weight of the iPad itself, like this is not a light machine. No. I think there are actual laptops that are thinner and lighter <laughs> than that now. Yes. Yeah. But what it does do is it makes it feel really solid. Yeah. It makes it feel like if you dropped it, everything would be okay and you wouldn't have to call the Telstra Foundation and go, I'm really sorry. You have to dig into your funds you're giving away to organisations to replace my iPad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see how that would be problematic. And look, I, I do like the idea of that, especially because I've been a little bit naughty of late and I've just been raw dogging my larger iPad <laughs> and just like sliding it into my backpack with no protection Ugh. whatsoever. That's really upsetting every way that you described that. <laughs> yeah, everything about that sentence was upsetting, but that's just how I'm living right now, Ray. There's a lot going on. <laughs> I should probably get to the point of the keyboard, though, which is typing on it. <laughs> I never considered that in a keyboard, so thank you for clarifying. <laughs> it feels really nice. Oh, does it? It feels like a proper keyboard. Not spongy like some of them are. No, it's not spongy. I couldn't find out what type of switches they've used in it, mm. but it feels like an actual proper keyboard and the keys are backlit as well. Oh, that's fancy. Yeah, but it's like it's adjustable to three different lighting settings. What? So, yeah, it's it's got some good functionality in it. So the actual typing on it, I don't feel like I'm just typing on a on a crappy keyboard connected to an iPad. I feel like I could spend a solid amount of time typing on it and be comfortable and feel more productive. You know how it's just a psychological thing? Yes. You need a real keyboard to get real work done. A hundred percent. And that's exactly why the actual proprietary 
iPad keyboard that I started using surprised me because I'd never be able to do work on an iPad before. It wasn't just the size. It was, you're right. It was just a psychological thing. But similar to the fridge, the Apple one actually felt nice to type on. And so it actually became a little bit of a inner pinch workhorse for me. Yeah, absolutely. And look, there have been moments where I have considered leaving my MacBook at home and just traveling with this, nah. <laughs> but I haven't gotten to that point yet. I'm not brave enough. I feel like I'd miss my MacBook too much. That'd be sad. Yeah. I mean, are we queens if we don't travel even with our carry-on? Because we are carry-on queens without, <laughs> you know, four or five different pieces of technology to do work on. <laughs> you got to do it. It's, it's a necessity. <laughs> so the price point on this Okay. Look, it's $259. Yeah. Which is about what I would expect. Yes. I actually thought you might say more once you started talking about the different types of lighting and whatnot. Yeah. No, no, no. $259. When I looked it up, it doesn't actually get sold at the good guys anymore. It's (laughs) like an older, older model, but I did find it. (laughs) This is a 2010 model. (laughs) You will not be shocked to hear that this is still available at Harvey Norman. Hell yeah. Uh, Of course it is. (laughs) They have all of the tech that went obsolete five years ago. That's what they sell. (laughs) Sorry to anyone working at Harvey Norman. No, actually, no, I do not apologize to anyone Harvey Norman related. Never, never. They know what's up. (laughs) For $349, you can spring for the latest model that also comes with a big trackpad. Okay, nice. Love that. I like that that's an upgrade is having the second thing that you need to use a... uh an iPad laptop. Absolutely. So my thinking is, you know, for an extra $90, which is a lot, you can get the latest model yeah, and use the trackpad instead of having to carry your mouse around with you. Yeah. I'm trying to work out which one I'm more likely to do because I do like a physical mouse, but I will admit even with all of the traveling that I used to do for work and I'm starting to do a little bit more now, I have never packed a Bluetooth mouse. No. I don't know why. I'm not, I have nothing against them. I like them when I use them, but I've never done it myself. Well, I famously only used the trackpad on my MacBook Same. until I ended up with all of the Logitech oh, yeah. beautiful gear, the beautiful white gamer gear that is still white. Oh, yeah. I cannot believe it. <laughs> it is. See, I use all of that too, but for my PC and for gaming. Yes. But I mean yes. specifically for my laptop and when I'm tra- never taken a wireless mouse with me, never. Yeah. No, and I still, when I'm using my MacBook, just use the trackpad on it. So for me personally, I would just bring the extra $90 to get the version with the trackpad. It's one less thing for me to worry about charging too than a wireless mouse, especially if I'm on the go, is probably where my logic would go. And you know what I'm going to do? I am actually going to bite the bullet. And next time I travel somewhere, I am just going to travel with this larger iPad. Oh, all right. (laughs) I'm still going to take my little iPad. (laughs) Oh, my God. <laughs> because I use it as my notebook. I okay. use the GoodNotes app as my daily, like, checklist and write yeah. notes. And I also, yeah, I use it for all my events and stuff. Well, it's a better size, I think, for your events when you're emceeing and hosting, I think. Exactly. So I'm just going to take the big iPad with me with this keyboard and see if I'm really sad. <laughs> <laughs> or there's some sort of like meltdown happens because we have a queen's emergency. You're like, I'm sorry, I've only got the iPad. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do anything. <laughs> but look, I'm curious to know if there's anything that I need to do that requires the MacBook. Maybe I'll be a convert. I'll let you know. That'll be an update, perhaps for our newsletter, which you can subscribe to for $5 a month. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
to be a little update. <laughs> all right, all right, moving on. My children need wine. Uh, <laughs> you don't have children. Your cats, your cats need wine. Your large adult son. Uh, <laughs> My large adult son can get wine by himself. He can. <laughs> Also reviewing something a little out of the ordinary mm-hmm. and something that wasn't sent. It wasn't a PR thing. Our own hard-earned dollars out of this household was spent on it. Okay. All $19 of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Ooh, I'm thinking, what is $19? I'm like, really cheap phone cover, <laughs> <laughs> some type of cable. <laughs> <laughs> a cheap one, depending on the cables. Yes. No, I don't think you'll guess. Okay. So what this is, and look, it's very famous in some circles. It's often sold out. And Ooh. this is the $19 spice grinder from Kmart. <laughs> yeah. If you know, you know. I have been using it for coffee and for actual spice grinding, but I have heard that may chance it is used for other things also. For medicinal purposes. Certainly. Absolutely. (laughs) So my assumptions here, look, they sound a little snobby, but I'm Mm -hmm. like Kmart Electronics, something that requires a bit of grunt and horsepower, only $19. Is this going to put a burning smell through my home? <laughs> kind of like the time that you use that meat grinder attachment for your... Uh... For the KitchenAid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for anyone who hasn't heard that episode, I had a review unit KitchenAid that had been very heavily used by other reviewers. There was still meat attached from memory. <laughs> so by the time I got to jamming meat in the meat grinder <laughs> attachment, it actually started smoking in my kitchen and I had to turn it off so as not to risk a fire. Fantastic times. I still went ahead and bought a KitchenAid. I will just simply get the butcher to grind any meat in the future. I think that is a smart move. And I'm also excited to reveal that unlike the very expensive KitchenAid and its very expensive attachments, I have not had this problem with the $19 curb grinder. It's been great. (laughs) So it's been smashing through those coffee beans without any issue. It has actually. So The reason that I got this was that after we did an episode a while back about the AeroPress, I actually became a convert and I got (laughs) myself one and I've been drinking a lot more black coffee now. And so I like whole beans. I like the freshness of it. So I needed a grinder and was really cheap about it. So (laughs) we got this and look, it is very bare bones, as you Mm -hmm. would expect. (laughs) So it doesn't have different settings for different, you know, textures of grind. Because, you know, when you get it ground and it's like, would you like plunger ground? Would you like espresso ground? Like, Because I go and get my beans from the local markets and the guy there will grind them to the texture that you want. And then I just leave mm-hmm. with my little bag of freshly ground beans. And it was because of you gifting me some of those that all of this has happened <laughs> and I've kept buying. Oh. I've put in two orders since then for Coffee Connects, I think it is, that yeah. you got me. Beautiful. Loved it. Oh, they do awesome flavoured coffee. So I recently got a creme brulee flavour. There's toffee butterscotch. I got that. How good is it? It's so good. It was chocolate marshmallow. What one did I give you? I think it was like a, a cho- caramel or something like that. Oh, there was definitely yum. caramel in it. It was really good. <laughs> and so then my current ones that I have on the go is the tiramisu and the cookies and cream. And I just make black coffees with the AeroPress and they're delicious. 
Anyway, this has been Coffee Corner. <laughs> you know, it has. So it, it's super bare bone, so there's no different modes. Luckily, it grinds it pretty fine, which is good for the AeroPress. So no modes. There's just one blade, which is pretty small, and it just has this kind of clear dome lid that you put on it, and you just press down, and away it goes. But... It's been great. It's been fine for whole herbs as well. It is not fancy, but it does just fine in a pinch. I've been really liking it. Happy days. I think it's always really nice when we discover something that is cheap but still works because like I came into this conversation, there is the assumption that if it's electronics, if it's got moving parts, it's not going to last and it's not going to do the trick and you really do need to buy the $100 grinder. I love being proved wrong. Absolutely. And look, one of the annoyances with it is that because it doesn't have, say, a detachable part, it means that you kind of have to bring the whole thing over, not that it's big, to the sink to, to clean it. So that's like not ideal. And that was certainly a bugbear for Alex and did result in him buying another grinder. <laughs> this was not my decision. <laughs> so now you've got two. <laughs> now we have two. I'm like, we didn't need this, but the other, this one now has like three different types of grinds on it. But more importantly, I think he just likes being able to take it out to be able to go and clean it. So He can do what he wants, but I still advocate for the $19 (laughs) grinder, honestly. And it's certainly beaten the manual grinding that I was doing earlier in the year. I think I talked about it in the drip coffee episode where I was saying that I found it quite therapeutic to do the manual grinding, and I do, but also the laziness is starting to win out a little bit when I can just do it automatically, and I like it. No, look, technology exists for a reason, Tegan. All of these appliances were invented to make our lives easier, and we certainly haven't filled that extra time with more work. Fine. (laughs) No, no, just more relaxation. Definitely. I'm not recording this during my lunch break at all. Uh (laughs) So these always seemed quite little. So how much coffee do you actually fit in them? I was managing to get a good three cups out of it because I would use um, the little scoop that I've got for coffee and put three lots in them. That got me about three cups of coffee throughout the day. It was great. That's pretty decent. Pretty decent. It was, it was a good size. Now, look, if you do want to buy it for yourself, like I said, it is sold at Kmart, but it does tend to be sold out quite a lot, once again, for very legitimate reasons, I'm sure. <laughs> very legitimate. People love their coffee. And with that, I think that's all we've got time for for this episode of Queens of the Drone Age. Thank you all so much for listening and thank you, Tegan, for joining me. Thank you for having me, Ray. It's always a delight. (laughs) That sounded sarcastic and I didn't mean it to. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. I believe you. Look, this episode (laughs) was edited by Sam Blacker at the Podcast Butler. Our show art and branding was done by Taya Godson. If you like what we do, please leave us a review and a rating and maybe share it with someone that you might think will enjoy it. While you're there rating it, you can let us know any products that you would like us to review. We do review a lot of different products. We would love some of your suggestions. If you want any more information about anything that we've talked about on the show, if you check out the description, you will see a bunch of links in there or you can subscribe to our Patreon. That will give you access to our weekly newsletter. It's completely loaded with extra info, articles, tips, tricks, what we're up to that week, a lot more. A huge thank you to all of our patrons so far. If I loved you less, I might be able to talk about it more. See you in the future. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
I have a bit of a different thing that I'm reviewing. Okay. That was also purchased with cash money. So this is something I bought myself or the household bought. I'm going to do this whole bit again. I don't like that. I'm going to go again. (laughs) 